0: Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneur Risk Givers podcast, the podcast where we interview entrepreneurs who are willing not only to take risks for themselves and their businesses, but who are also willing to risk helping others. Now sit back and listen to entrepreneurs just like you who are giving back to their communities in big ways. Here's your host, Mike Wiest.
1: This is Mike Wiest, and today on the show with us, we have Tracy Hunter. I'm so excited to have you. How are you doing?
0: Hi, good. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: We've been talking to a lot of people. We've got a lot of people that want to be on the show, and I'm excited about all of them, of course, but um, I've known you for a while and been watching from the sidelines uh, what you're doing. I, uh, I've been very excited for this interview specifically because I'm just excited for people to hear what you're doing. So Before we jump into all that, because I'm anxious to... Um, Why don't you go ahead and just tell anybody who's listening that doesn't already know you or what you're doing, tell us anything you want about
0: yourself. Absolutely. So my name is Tracy Hunter, and I am a World War II documentary filmmaker um, and Texas native, but my father was in the military, so grew up um, on military bases across the U.S. Um, Spent most of my childhood growing up in Hawaii and then um yeah, relocated. So I'm based out of Texas now. And what I do, I work with World War II veterans and have this past year started a nonprofit called Beyond the Call. And we go in and record the stories of our World War II veterans and then put those stories together into documentaries, um, obviously for the historical preservation, but and um, these men and women had a lot to teach us. And so I think those are really important stories to record and remember and um, also use them for the general public, but as well to teach our younger generations um, about that time period in our history. Awesome.
1: Yeah. And like I said, I've been on just sort of on the outside looking in and uh, what you've been able to do has been really impressive. Um, And that was sort of one of my questions is what got you into this. But I think in introducing yourself, there's some obvious cues as to what got you into this. But is there anything specific maybe you'd point to to say, you know, this was a thing specifically that made me want to do a documentary about this?
0: Absolutely. Um, there There was really... A couple of things. So obviously my family having a military background, it was always um, a topic that was close to heart. Uh, My grandfather, Joseph Hunter, he was a World War II veteran and he was also a prisoner of war um, in Germany. And um, so knowing some about his story, I I wanted to keep knowing more. Um, This was a generation that a lot of these people were quiet about their experiences when they came home. it was hard to talk about. There weren't as many resources as we have today to help with PTSD. Um, and so it was in my head to keep exploring my own family history and my grandfather. So that was a big part of my interest in World War II initially.
1: Well, let me ask you this, because I want to keep hearing about what, what brought you into this. But uh, as you're saying that, you said that when they came back, it was sort of a silent thing. They didn't talk about it. Did you Have you found that? People are really willing to talk about it now, or or do you feel like it's still it's still hard to get people to talk?
0: You know, it's interesting um, with working with the World War II veterans that we have. Some of these guys have done countless interviews, and some are just now talking for the first time. And I think you know, I try to approach it with a lot of empathy, and I never want to exploit any of these veterans or just sit down to hear about you know the war stories. These are real people, and I try to. Approach it with a very gentle um, nature. So, our guys that are opening up for the first time, I think part of it has to do with they're all at this point in their 90s. And they realize if they don't tell these stories when they're gone, those stories go with them. So, I think there's a little more urgency now than maybe a handful of years ago to start opening up about what they went through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, And so, now you said that last year, so we're talking 2019. You started the nonprofit. In my mind, you've been doing this a lot longer than that. Is that right? Or am I my, yeah, my timeline? Okay.
0: <laughs> so um became so more official. Watching, yeah, with the World War II generation for going on five years now. Um the right. nonprofit, yeah. yeah. The nonprofit officially um, formed last year, but before that I was still doing documentaries with these veterans. Um, so back in 2015 was my first project with um, World War II veterans and um, it's called The Last Signal is the documentary. And it's about two World War II veterans who found each other 70 years after the war through a social media post on Facebook and the story documents their reunion. So this was really my first project with that generation and was another reason why I just wanted to keep going and really a catalyst to be, man, these stories are so important. Time is of the essence. We have to work to get these stories recorded before they're gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Time is really important. And As I was thinking about this and talking to you, it was really kind of dawning on me, like this is very time sensitive. And so what you're doing... Is I think important, but um, but also sort of if somebody's going to do this, it needs to get it needs to get done. So it's
0: got to be now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that really um, that sense of urgency was always on my heart. Even in 2015, when we started filming the last signal, our veterans were one of them was 90, and that now to me, with working with this generation, that's young. Um, and even back then, I remember thinking, we have to film this, we have to get it done before these guys pass away. Um, cause there was really just this sense of urgency to make sure that, you know, nothing happened to them prior to filming. So we moved really quickly um, on a lot of production with that film. And yeah, I think, you know, people are asking more questions now, society as a whole is more interested in World War II. Cause I think people are realizing we've got, you know, five, 10 years left with,
1: these guys and then they're gone. Yeah, that's right. Um, and and so you mentioned two things. I want to make sure, because um, of course people that are listening, some people are listening have known you for a long time and they know what you're all about and what you've been doing. They've seen your uh, what you've produced, but a lot of people, maybe this is the first experience with you. And so clarify for, for me and those people, the difference between beyond the call, what you said is beyond the call, which is your nonprofit, I know. Um, yes. And specifically the last Signal. So like, explain like the difference between those two things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So The Last Signal is um, an independent documentary. I served as executive producer for it. And then our director, Kyle Olson, he he's out in LA. So we work together. And this film, it's, it's still World War Two focused, but it came before starting the nonprofit. And the nonprofit now continues to do documentaries. And we still have some bigger documentaries within Beyond the Call. But basically, our structure is Beyond the Call is a web series of individual stories on each veteran, whereas The Last Signal had more of a narrative to it. And yeah, it was a a short documentary that followed these two men. So Beyond the Call is a little more focused on education and short form documentaries on each individual veteran, not as much on the stories like you've stories. seen in the last signal that yeah. you know followed so, these two men across the US.
1: And I know I've seen some of that on YouTube, the individual pieces that, that you've put on there from the Beyond the Call. And and so that is very Interesting and instructive, but this last signal is if you want a story to follow and engage yeah. with, then that is sort of what that is. And that, that sounds awesome. I think a lot of people yeah. are excited about that. So
0: if, you, if you look up Beyond the Call, um, where it's going to be more of a web series format with each episode being a different veteran. Yeah.
1: Awesome. And so as you've been doing this, you know, I mean, it's like anything, you know, and of course we're talking, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are listening and we're, we're interviewing a lot of entrepreneurs. One of the interesting things is a lot of entrepreneurs that we're interviewing, they have their business and then they have the passion thing on the side, you know, and for you, you've, you've really dived into this nonprofit and that is business, but it really is all about the nonprofit. And so, um, but when we start things like that, when we start business, a lot of times we have an idea for what we want to do, but then what it turns out to be is something so different and so much more. And I just, I kind of wonder about your experience there. Like the vision that you had as you started, has that morphed or changed in any way as you've gone gone through this?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, so when I started it, you know, my my thought was, okay, we've got... So much time with these guys. We need to get as many as possible, and just interview and edit. And I'm a I I'm can camera operate as well, so I was just going camera operating, interviewing these guys, and bringing it back. And then you start to see a lot of people, you know, show interest in this subject and into the document or into the nonprofit and say, hey, can I help? Like, what can I do? So my best friend, Elizabeth Suter, she's also in the film industry and she is an amazing cinematographer. She jumped on board and is now our vice president. So it's really become the two of us um, that go into these interviews and film with our veterans. And then it keeps snowballing and more people reach out and they go, I wanna help, I know this veteran, you know, museums, hey, how can we help you? Can we give you a place for this documentary to land? Or, you know, it's, it's been just beautiful to see how many people are really passionate about this and willing to help. And I'm only one person. This is a big job that's really important to get these stories before they're gone. And it has been phenomenal to watch everybody come together and just say, how can I help? Like, I just want to be a part of this.
1: Yeah. And and so the community, I guess you don't expect the community that's going to grow from something, you know, you have yeah. an idea like maybe this would be good, maybe this will work. And then you start getting content, which is that's always true. exciting, but then the community grows around that. And that's, that is really exciting. That's really cool that you're, you're seeing that. And I know that's true because my wife has contacted you. I know multiple times yes. saying, Hey, I've got this person. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've actually got a stack of letters next to me that were written uh, for my grandpa that I need to get you, oh, if wow. you those letters or not, but yeah. But yeah. Anyway, there's a, a community that forms and that I just what to hear okay. you saying that's pretty awesome. And so I was going to ask you how have people been blessed? I don't know if you've answered that, or maybe if you want to answer that more specifically, because what you just said was there's a community that's grown and people have gotten involved. People care about this. I've read a few interviews on your page and I, I can see, you know, this has touched people's lives. Um, Do you have any stories about that? How it's blessed, I mean, you, how it's blessed in the community?
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, just speaking about community, um, I can't tell you how many really heartfelt messages I get weekly saying, wow, I watched this and it made me go um, talk to my grandparents. And I didn't think about it. And it's cool to see, you know, a young female so interested in, you know, making sure that these guys are heard and have a place to speak to. And it, you know, it does, it's this thing that brings people of all different backgrounds together. Think about World War II and truly everybody has some connection to it. Even if your relative didn't serve, there was people back home um, on farms, you know, farming food for the war effort in factories, obviously, you know, are the Jewish community involved Holocaust survivors into be on the call. It's not just veterans, like we want to include that because you know it's a very important part of like, the World right. War II history. Mm-hmm. Um, so just seeing this this thing bring people together that you didn't expect um has been beautiful. And obviously, individually with veterans, there's a handful of stories that have really unexpectedly been something that's benefited them and, you know, our team as well.
1: One of the things I saw as I was just sort of looking again at your YouTube page and some of your other resources was this theme of tolerance and mm-hmm. uh, what was reconciliation. And, you know, I guess going in, I don't immediately know that that is the theme or that's that's the focus, but I love that yeah. so much. Do you want to speak towards that at all or?
0: Absolutely. Um, we, again, we are focused on historical preservation and honoring these men and women, but with all that they've gone through, we have to ask what next and how do we move forward and what is the way forward? So, Within Beyond the Call, we obviously have our series on the veterans, but we have taken on a bigger project with a wonderful organization based out of Holland called the Monument of Tolerance. Um, And their mission is to bring former enemies from the Second World War together. And they started just with Germans and Allied soldiers bringing them together. Um, But they've also started to include Holocaust survivors. So. We said, this is such a beautiful story. Can we film it? And yes, please, you know, we want people to hear more about this message. So we've been working on a film with them that follows their organization, but particularly it follows a British D-Day veteran. His name's John Sleep, a former German soldier who was a pilot and navigator, and then a Holocaust survivor who was in the camp with Anne Frank, and then her husband was in hiding for two years. And these people, it is something that's not easy. It's quite uncomfortable at times, but they say this is important. And they come together every year, and they go into the schools and the community and just put that tolerance and reconciliation into practice. And these are people in their 80s and 90s. This is a long trip for them for their homes, but it's something that's so important that they really feel we have to do this. This is our last bit of life here. And especially, I think, for the Holocaust survivors, they were born into a world that wasn't very fair to them, but they're trying to leave it better than they found it. And um, for me, it's, it's one of the most powerful examples of true forgiveness and reconciliation that I've ever experienced to seeing um, these individuals come together
1: yeah you're kind of blowing my mind with that i I wasn't aware of that, and that's that's incredible. You know we think sometimes we've got all this baggage with people it's been too long we can't make up it's like well, we have no excuse in that situation and all the petty things we tend to one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is to to put something very encouraging out there uh on the internet for people you know when they're yeah. being being discouraged on the internet and uh and and wow, you know, it makes some of those fights and controversies we have with one other kind of trivial when you when you put it in that kind of perspective.
0: Absolutely, and you know, for me, I look at that situation, and that's their forgiveness to give, and they're giving it, and to be able to document that, it does put your own life into perspective, and you say, "Well, my goodness, if somebody can go through something like the Holocaust, lose so many of their family." And years later, show up face to face with Germans and figure out how to move forward together. Anything I feel towards somebody is so petty. And you know, I think that we can get along a little bit easier than maybe we make it for ourselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just and this is the whole thing about volunteerism and the whole thing about nonprofits is no matter what we involve ourselves in, I think we're going to end up with that lesson. Like, okay, so it's not all about me and my issues, you know, and getting outside of ourselves and seeing what other people have gone through, I think really helps us, you know, move forward in our own lives. And so I appreciate you bringing this kind of um, encouragement to to the public. Um, And I
0: think something that, you know, was really powerful to me in this organization, the Monument of Tolerance, is that this is not easy for everybody to do and not everybody's ready and that's okay, but there's still people who are are doing it and trying to say, you know, I think that reconciling or at minimum tolerating somebody else's differences, as long as it's not oppressing another person or causing hurt to someone else, it's really the way forward, and to see that example from people who went through, you know, one of the worst parts of our human history, um, yeah, it's it's been a huge eye opening experience to the people involved that have been able to be a part of this project.
1: Well, I do want to give you a chance here to, to mention anybody specifically that's really been impacted you maybe more than you anticipated as you've gone through this process. If there's been any
0: yeah. uh, veteran
1: or veterans family member or anybody that's really impacted you or your process, maybe take a second just to tell us about that.
0: Yeah, I think obviously the veterans involved in the Monument of Tolerance Project that Beyond the Call is producing right now just overall life, um, they've clearly been a huge impact on my life. Um, but obviously you get closer to some people and one of our veterans, John Heimsoff, he was in the last signal. So I, I knew him for about five years almost. Um, and he, he really became one of my best friends. And it, you know, it was unexpected. I before that project, you know, I had my grandparents, but I didn't really maybe know the best way to approach elderly and the conversations. And um, there's just so much life and experience in between somebody who's young like myself and someone who's lived for so long and is, you know, has so much life experience. It was a little intimidating to. To start that friendship, but after we finished wrapping production on the last signal, he was just somebody that the, when we were filming, we got along so well, and we're both pretty sappy and can cry at anything. So you know, <laughs> John, John and I just had this really tender friendship, and I I just kept picking up the phone to call him, and you know, every week or every couple of weeks, hey John, how are you? And he started calling back, hey Tracy, you know. How's the film coming along? You know, my grandkids are doing this, my, you know, great great grandkids are being born. And um years later, you have all this time with, with this guy and have just become such wonderful friends. And it was the last thing that I expected to be best friends with somebody who he just passed away in December, but he was 95. I've never laughed so much on the phone and, you know, or cried so much on the phone or, you know, just somebody who's not related to you to feel that type of friendship and connection um, and joy when you're around them. It was just this beautiful friendship that I hope, and I know it has inspired others to just reach out to people who are totally different than them and see what can come of it, you know? Had I maybe felt, oh, I don't know how to talk to old people. I would have missed out on one of the best friendships of my life. Um, and he, one of the coolest things that happened. So The Last Signal was nominated for an Emmy this past year. Yes. Um, and I was like, we got the news. And I said, nobody called John. I want to tell him. <laughs> called him. I told him that I was nominated. But... I was like, I've got to go ask him to be my date to this thing and got in my car, drove up to Missouri, um, surprised him at his veterans, um, home and with like prom style, I made a little sign that said, John, will you go to the Emmys with me? He said yes. <laughs> um, and I got to take my best friend to the Emmys and walk down the red carpet with him and sit there and he, you know, this is his movie. This is his story. And for him to see so many people excited about what he had to say, like, you know, he's this good old country boy from Stover, Missouri that had no clue how much of an impact he was going to make on people in the last years of his life, you know, and, um, the Last Signal won an Emmy that night for Best Historical Documentary. Yeah, so and entire, Congratulations,
1: by the way. Thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's amazing. Um,
0: the entire auditorium stood up to clap for John Heimsoff and to give somebody who has been through so much through their life and to have to see those things in war and lose friends and... Um, to see him celebrated two months before he passed away, you know, we didn't know that at the time, but it was the best thing. And it just affirmed, this is what I need to be doing. These are the stories I need to be telling. And I think for him, like it gave him a lot of closure on that chapter of his life, just to know that somebody cared about what he had been through.
1: Yeah. That's how wonderful is that? And, you know, we were talking a second ago about you know how when we start something, we don't know how it's going to end. You know, and yeah. so do we take the step to start it in the first place. And again, one of the reasons why we're doing this is to encourage people to step outside themselves and think about things other than just business or whatever. You know,
0: yes.
1: And um, and I just you know, like you said, the community that grew up around what you're doing is a huge reason. I mean, how many people are missing community in their lives because they're not stepping outside and doing things other than just business or or right about own, themselves. But uh, but man, you're putting a whole new element to it when you talk about the the specific. Because when you say community, it's general. But then you start really talking about the people and the friendships. I mean, if you hadn't if you hadn't have made that decision and taken that step, you like you said, you wouldn't have made that amazing friendship, that best friendship,
0: absolutely. And uh, and I I think that's you know there was a lot of risk involved in um, doing the last signal. You know, just financially, um, time commitments not knowing if this was going to go anywhere. And let me tell you, we got so many no's from people. We, you know, submitted it to so many festivals, had it in front of so many people, and we got a lot of no's. But then you get those yeses and the ones that really matter. And you see how that project took four years to complete. From from our very first interview with John until the day it won the Emmy was exactly four years apart, October 5th. And it just, it, it's
1: worth it. It's worth
0: it. Um, And again, like, you know, I told John before he passed away, I said, I never thought that a 95 year old World War II veteran would take me on the craziest adventure of my life. And you just have to say yes. You just have to say yes to life and the opportunities that it puts in front of you. And you can't always have everything planned out. We didn't know what was going to happen with this film. Um, But yeah, when you say yes and believe in what you're doing, like a lot of beautiful things can come out of it.
1: Yeah. And this is definitely proof of that for for sure. For sure. Well, we probably need to wrap it up. I, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you. And I'm forgetting that I'm on a timeline. I'm, I could talk to you about this a long time. <laughs> it's so interesting, um, but, and impacting, you know, but, but let me just give you an opportunity. I know you mentioned a little bit about what's, what's going on right now, what you're working on next. Feel free to tell us a little bit more about that. If you have anything you want to share uh, or just reinform us. And then also people are going to hear this and they're going to want to check out, the material, um, that you've produced. And so let us know where to do that. We, and just to know, we will be dropping links and things like that. When we, when we launch your episode here, we're going to be dropping links down for people as well, but go ahead and Absolutely. tell us uh, yeah. you're look and what you're doing.
0: For the last signal you can find that it's now on Amazon on Amazon prime and that's available. At- encourage everybody to go watch that with the box of clinics nearby. <laughs> um and beyond the call, we're on Facebook. Um you can find our YouTube series online. And if you want to get involved, like please reach out. We have we're we just want people to meet these guys and hear these stories. And you know, I don't know exactly you know what people are interested in, but if they want to meet one of these guys or whatever, just like come along and join us. And um we are a nonprofit. Any donations go straight back into the veterans and making sure that their stories are told. Um, But we just want people to hear this part of history and benefit from it. um, And you know, help us share these stories of these incredible men and women that really the the reason that we're able to sit here and talk today are largely because a lot of the sacrifices that that generation made. And I wanna make sure that they're remembered. So join us and come along.
1: Yeah. So, so these these people hearing, hearing their stories is valuable to us, but it's also valuable for them to be able to tell those stories. And, and there's a timeline on this. And so I don't know how much time we have left. And so, you know, supporting this now, giving them the funds that they need now to accomplish their goals is, is critical. And so you can be a part of that if you're listening and you're looking for a place to give, this is a great place to do that. Tracy, it's really an honor to talk to you and I'm just real real excited about what you're doing and, and supportive of Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. The support means everything, so I appreciate it.
1: All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, Tracy. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts and join the conversation on social media at Givers. Also, check out our website, RiskyGivers.com.
0: This has been the Entrepreneur Risk Givers podcast with your
1: host, Mike Wiest. Hope to see you next time.